Hi, and welcome into Real Conversations. I am Thomas Manning with the Real to Real Film Festival from Kings Mountain, North Carolina. I'm so glad to be joined today by Kay Rubachik, the director of Finding Courage, a really moving documentary. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kay. Thanks, Thomas. Yeah, and uh, to start things out, I want to get your thoughts on what it was like to dive right into this documentary as your directorial debut, I believe, wasn't it? So uh, yeah. <laughs> what, what did it mean to uh, take on such a challenging um, adventure for you in your first project like this? You know, if I, if I knew it was going to be this big, I may never have started it. Um, when we started this film, it was going to be an eight minute short piece, a, a portrait piece about the main character and what she went through in China. And I thought, great, this will be a good opportunity for me to kind of cut my teeth and learn a bit more about directing. Um, and then the story started to unfold more. Her brother got out of prison. He'd been in there for 13 years and then suddenly he's out of prison and we were able to follow him around and, and just see how, you know, mega PTSD kind of situation there with, with him getting out, of, getting out of prison. It was um, really something to kind of watch that and see him heal um, over a couple of years. And then, then we got this footage from a, a labor camp in China and undercover footage and really that was the kind of turning point for me where uh, you know I said to my co-producer this has to be a feature film we've just got so much content here that um, we, we, there's no way we can fit this do it justice in a short piece and so it was really by default that it became my uh, you know a featured directorial debut for me it, it wasn't like I came into this saying I'm going to tell this story it really wasn't like that <laughs> yeah and how difficult was it to kind of maintain composure and sensitivity to the subject material while also focusing on the direction and the storytelling and the task at hand because it's such a tragic, harrowing story. So how was it like balancing those emotions? Uh, it's really challenging. I guess one of the good things with documentary is that you kind of get to put the storytelling together in the edit. Um, so a lot of that you know, we, we had so much footage, you know, well over 100 hours of footage that really had to go through and work out the storytelling. So I kind of didn't have to deal too much with the storytelling process during the emotional interviews. And that allowed me to kind of just let them speak and kind of just, um, it was really important for me to kind of open up, uh, help them open up and feel comfortable on camera many of them didn't want to go on camera so it was just really important to get them to feel comfortable and and not to not to direct them really too much in the interviews and then to allow that storytelling process it makes it harder in the editing but uh yeah that was that was what we needed to do and i, I think in the end it you know it kind of added to the authenticity that they really just got to tell their story and then in the editing process that's when we got to really create that form of you know the, the story arc and everything so what is something that you've taken from your interactions with these remarkable individuals that have overcome so much that maybe you can apply to your own life whether that be personally or professionally in your filmmaking career oh oh i really think i have already been doing that um there there was times during you know we took like uh two and a half years to do the the edit um, and during that required a lot of patience, a lot of tolerance, a lot of rewriting, um, a lot of courage there just to keep going. 
um, there was times when I thought, hmm, what would, what, would, uh, what would Leo be thinking? You know, one of our characters in the movie where he, the, the things he went through in prison were just crazy. And I thought, wow, you know, if, if, um, if, if these guys have been through that much and I'm complaining about, I don't know, a few more days, a few more months and, and they're spending, they survived what they survived i think i really don't have that much to complain about so it really helps give another perspective on personal challenges and it definitely um i've been applying that uh, over these last couple of years Th throughout the process i found them very inspiring characters from the from the beginning so yeah most certainly and um some of these interviews that you were able to track down were extremely exclusive and even you had members of the chinese government who either enabled or enforced some of the persecution laws. Um, how difficult was them to get them to be a part of this? That was a challenge. There was uh, a number of them who uh, refused to go on camera um, and they're, they're obviously not in the film, um, but they still did teach us some things. I felt that it was essential to have. And even though it was challenging to do, we, we had to do it because the, the family, you know, this is a story about a family, but the family, they're not, they're not in the persecution apparatus. They're not part of that machinery, you know, they're not the ones doing this stuff. So it's hard for them to really explain how can this type of thing happen? And I felt that's really important that I understand and that the viewers get that opportunity to understand of like how on earth can a persecution like this really take place? So it was just like a matter of persistence. And once we started to get one, then we were able to find another and another and another. If they, you know, we just followed every lead basically and needed to really, they kind of speak a different language. These communist officials, they, they have their own kind of language and it's hard for them to, I mean, they can express themselves in English, but even the translators for them had trouble translating for them. Uh, from Chinese into English because they are speaking it's, it's like it's not like a normal Chinese it's, it's like a, a, a communist official language and, and, and the experiences they have are not standard Chinese experiences it's 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 the part of the, this communist regime so it was so eye-opening for me and it was very challenging um, you know for them to look at a um, you know young white girl and, and, and kind of asking them questions and they're like, you don't know anything. How are you, how are you going to understand what we've, what we've been through? And so I had to really overcome a lot of that stuff that, um, and get their trust that yes, we really, yeah, we, we don't understand, but we are really willing to try and understand and we're going to try and do justice to what you went through. They didn't want to be seen as accomplices, although they were part of a regime that is really criminal really criminal so um it's a delicate balance yeah it was a lot of a lot of challenges had to be overcome yeah and uh, there's so much stock footage and b-roll and old photographs that you had to work through uh what was that process like just cutting through this mountain of material that and how did you decide what you were going to incorporate and what you were going to cut out yeah, so much of it. And there's so much more that, like you said, there's so much, we, there was a mountain of it that, that hasn't been used. And there's some pieces that we really were planning on putting up, even just on our YouTube channel, just because it was, they were just fascinating. And it's like, oh, we just want some of these pieces to be known as kind of background, but they didn't make the story. And ultimately everything had to come down to the story. What, what do people need to know 
to understand these people's story. There's lots of things I would have loved to put in there just because I think it's cool, it's interesting, it's fascinating, but um, yeah, I just have to leave it behind because it's, if it doesn't fit the story, it doesn't you know, kind of move people and, and bring you into the characters' lives, then it, it's just gotta be left out. And uh, what does it mean to you to have the venue of film festivals to distribute uh, your film like this to a film that otherwise might not get a wider audience? Oh, it's so important. I mean, film festivals just get, get movies out to just a whole range of viewers. I, I just love it. I love going to film festivals. I love being a part of film festivals and just every film festival has such a, a variety of audiences that come to it. And they're so usually so open-minded and so uh, willing to look at new films. I mean, you, you compare that to cinema goers, they, they, the, the movies that come out through the, the cinema. I mean, I, 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 mean I, I used to go <laughs> before the pandemic, you know, I went to the cinema all the time, but cinema goers, you know, usually like to play it safe um, and everything's being vetted through studios and so many layers of decision makers. And then, and then finally, there's a few movies that come through the, the cinema and everyone, everyone goes to see them. But film festivals have a lot of brave people coming to watch movies. And I love that because they are willing to be at the forefront of what's new, try something, they may not like it, um, but they may love it. And you know, oftentimes they get behind something because they really love it and they tell people about it and, and that's fantastic. Um, and, and when fan, uh, film festivals can screen on a big screen, I mean, that's just fantastic because you've got everyone coming together and, and even in pandemic situations, everyone's, uh, so many film festivals are really just trying to make things work. And we just so inspired by that. Um, and yeah, really value the film festival process. You know, we would love to just kind of put the film online and say, hey, this is an important story, let's watch it now. And, and people have said, why don't you get this out now? Because it's, it's, a, it's a topic people need to know about and, and there are literally people dying as we speak because of this. Um, but we really see that there's a lot of value in having a film go through the film festivals because you just reach new audiences, you get feedback, um, you get a lot of rejections and you, you, you get some of those, um, uh, you know, you get some credit too, where, where you can actually say people really think this is an important movie to watch and then more people are going to watch it later on. So I just think there's so many reasons why we really want it, you know, that we choose to delay the release of our films to, to go through the film festivals. And I, I, I think it's, as a filmmaker, it's, it's, yeah, it's just really valuable. Yeah, well, Real to Real is certainly honored to be showcasing your film. So thank you for everything that you did to make it possible. Oh, we are so honored to be a part of Real to Real. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. And uh, moving forward in your career as a filmmaker, do you anticipate telling more really human stories like this one? Or do you think maybe you'll branch out into something else? We're not sure um, as to where it will go. Um, we, we, have, we are releasing a book related to this movie. It'll be out in, in well, it'll be out within a month or two. Um, and that's related to the stories from the officials, the former Chinese regime officials, um, because a lot of that it's hard to tell through a movie. So this will be like a kind of companion to the movie. And um, that's a bit of a departure um, to, to, to write a book, but, but I have done that to because we just had these amazing stories that couldn't make it into the movie so as to what comes next um we've really got we're, we're kind of 
open and um, still deciding. We've got a number of, um, yeah, maybe documentary, maybe maybe scripted. We'll we'll see. Yeah, nothing nothing um, totally confirmed yet. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, before we wrap things up, anything else you want to share about either the production of the film or a main takeaway that you want the audience to take from the story? Uh, let's say there's one thing that that really um, drove drove us to keep going was that some people have said, hey, this is a Chinese story and, and you're not Chinese. You don't even speak Chinese. Why are you telling this story? Um, and and I, I really look up to a lot of filmmakers who have done that. They've they've looked at other cultures and, and they have helped to tell their stories. They've um, because it's really hard for someone um, in, in a culture, say, for example, such as China, to, to tell their story to the West in, in English. If they said it themselves, uh, it's, it's really hard for um, Westerners, uh, Americans to understand that. So I, I think there's a lot of value in, in helping people to tell their stories and a lot of value from looking at it from an outsider's point of view. And there's a lot of challenges in that too, but I think you can bring out a really good story that way and help be a bridge. So I, I feel like our role in making Finding Courage um, has really been a, a bridge to be able to bring these stories that really don't get heard very much, but they're really important. And they do affect what's going on in, in the US um, uh, and, and even more and more now, the stories from China people are getting more and more interested in and, and we think that that's a lot of value there. So. Yeah, just being that bridge was something that really kept us going that, you know, there's a lot of challenges here. We had to depend on a lot of translators to help us to get this done. But um, in the end, it, we felt it was really worthwhile because of that, that that's a role that filmmakers can play. And when I see them doing that, it's definitely inspired me. And, and uh, hopefully this film will inspire others to kind of look beyond just what you see on your day to day, what you're used to seeing and maybe step into another zone where you're looking at another world. You're looking at people from a completely different culture, completely different um, background and language. And actually that's kind of fascinating. So um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's really worth doing. And, and we found that very, very inspiring. Yeah. And uh, if people want to keep up with your work, whether that be through social media or a website you have, where would you send them? Go to swoopfilms.com, S-W-O-O-P uh, films.com. And there you can follow us on Twitter, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram, um, sign up to our email list, whatever you like, <laughs> we're there. So please, please follow what we're doing. And um, yeah, please come and Please watch the film at Real to Real and uh, and look out for its um, bigger release. Uh, you know, release on more platforms in the in the future. Okay, thank you so much for your time today. We are very appreciative of everything that you've done. Oh, thank you, Thomas. So so glad to be a part of this. And uh, that's right, Thomas Manning with Real to Real Film Festival and Kay Rubacek, the director of Finding Courage, signing off for Real Conversations. Thank you for joining us today.